0: Welcome to Gospel Tangents, the best source for Mormon history, science, and theology. I'm Rick Bennett. I'm excited to continue our conversation with Vicki Speak, one of the premier experts on James Strang and Strangism. We're going to talk first about the Strangite temple ceremonies that were around and uh, how similar they are to LDS temple ceremonies. We'll also talk about John C. Bennett, who joined with James Strang for a time, and also talk about the uh, what, how James Strang left Voree and went to Beaver Island and started polygamy. So, did you know that James Strang was both a king and a congressman? We'll talk about that with Vicky Speak in our next conversation. You won't want to miss it. Check it out. I know Cheryl Bruno has, has, that, has that new book on masonry. Mm-hmm. Um, have you had a chance to read it yet by chance?
1: No, I started it.
0: Because I know, it seems like she said there was something to do, because uh, I haven't read it either. It seems like she had said there was something to do with uh, the Strangite Temple as well in there. Mm-hmm. But you're not familiar with that either yet? Yes, I am. Oh, you are? Mm-hmm. Can you t- Can you share?
1: That's called The Order of the Illuminati. Okay. And that was, uh, that was John Bennett's thing. He wanted everybody to become illo- Illuminati's part of this secret organization that's very much like the Freemasons uh, when people were anointed to be an Illuminati and this secret group of people. that They were in Boree first and then they transferred over to Beaver Island. And they took a covenant and some people said they signed it with their own blood to Uh, support James Strang as the leader, as their prophet king and priest and over anybody else in the nation or the world. He was king of the, of, uh, the kingdom, the kingdom of God on earth.
0: And that has nothing to do with
1: masonry? It has the same symbols and the same wording as some of the the freemasonry signs and tokens
0: was it was it just like a different orth- order of masonry because like, i've heard of the scottish rite i can't remember the other mm-hmm, kind Was you got was the, it just the a blue yeah
1: and the arch yeah
0: the royal arch masonry mm-hmm. so was the order of illuminati just a kind of a different flavor of masonry
1: i'm not really sure what they were supposed to do except that they were given titles like uh, Royal titles—it's supposed to be royalty. You're going to have uh, James Strang as the the primate, and uh, you've got lords and earls and different royal titles like that. And uh, I'm not really sure what they were going to do with it, but John C. Bennett wanted certificates done, where for everybody could have their own certificate, and they would uh, say their their name and their height. And description of what they looked like and a whole bit he was really into certificates like that.
0: <laughs> so do, do you think John C. Bennett had anything to do with I mean I, I know you said James kind of started polygamy before, but I mean was there encouragement from John and/or and William Smith? It seems like those are the two big polygamy guys in strangism.
1: I think that they probably talked about it and they probably they may have encouraged. James Strang.
0: And said Joseph Smith practiced it?
1: Uh-huh, and told him. And, the, and apparently there, was, there were some incidents in Voree where John C. Bennett apparently had tried to talk women into uh, illicit intercourse with, intercourse with him and said that it was fine. And the same thing with William Smith. As long as
0: nobody knows about it, it's That's fine. That's right. <laughs> and, uh, it's convenient.
1: And Dr. Bennett could provide abortions for him, you know, should the woman become broke.
0: Do you, do you believe he performed abortion? That was in Nauvoo, right?
1: Or no, was this was in, in Voree.
0: Oh, that was in Voree. Okay. Because mm-hmm. there's rumors that he did that in Nauvoo, too. Do mm-hmm. you have any comment on the Nauvoo era?
1: Supposedly, there was a community outside of Nauvoo where they took the, the babies that were born. I've heard. Have you okay. heard that? I haven't heard that. Okay, that there were abortions, and I, there I, were women that would not give up their babies, but they were taken and given to this community.
0: In Nauvoo. Or outside I mean, outside I, of Nauvoo. Yeah. Because I've heard a lot of people, it seems like Mark Tensmeyer and... Um, Brian Hales, I'm pretty sure, I'm sure about Todd Compton, um, have uh, questioned these abortion claims from Nauvoo, mm-hmm. but it, are you pretty sure that the abortions happen in Vori? No. Or I'm not Island? sure about either one. Okay. Um, what, what's your best guess? I don't think so. You don't think that happened in either place?
1: I know I do know that there was somebody who was caught uh, with William Smith, but I don't know anything about abortions. Okay, I I don't know because uh, John C. Bennett served the town of of Burlington. He served the whole the women in Burlington, and that was a they weren't all strangites.
0: He was the kind of the he was the gynecologist, gyn of of Mori. Mm-hmm, okay.
1: Right. So I I don't know.
0: So he certainly was in a position to do that if he chose. Right. Okay. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, did he sour on James Strang as well as he did on Joseph Smith?
1: No, they soured on him. <laughs>
0: What
1: was the issue there? Well, you're talking about the Boree days again, and there were a lot of pseudos there who just did not like him. And they they said, uh, get rid of these guys. Get rid of William Smith and John C. Bennett, because they're causing division in your church. And uh, they're trying to, to, uh, to cause problems here. Get rid of them. And apparently James Strang listened to him.
0: Okay, well, we'll jump to them in a little bit then. Okay, so back to Beaver Island. Uh, he has his first plural wife, uh, Elvira Fields, and then he, he gets three more?
1: Well, what happened is that the settlement on, Bo- on Boree was no longer sustainable for Strangites. The property had uh, values had become inflated, and there were so many people, poor people, moving in there that could not afford the land that they decided. And there's just so much division from the pseudos, those people that had been Strangites that had left the church, but they didn't leave the, the community. They left the church, but they still live there. Like I said, they would meet people outside the on the roads that were intending on going to see James Strang. Same types of
0: problem as Missouri.
1: Mm -hmm. So James Strang found an island. He was led to it by a vision, a wonderful island in Lake Michigan uh, that he was led to, and he started to take his people there. And they set up homes and fishing and uh, it was very sparsely settled. There were some Indian traders there. There were some fishermen, uh, a handful of white people, but mostly Indians. And that's where James Str- Strang said the kingdom of God was going to be. So he moved everybody from Voree to Beaver Island. And then he announced that he was going to be the king. And he did had a coronation. And that's where the, his followers were, they signed a covenant uh, that they would honor him above anybody else, including the rulers of the United States, because he was the king. Uh, And then they had a lot of controversy about the, with the Gentiles, who didn't really care for these people coming in there with their own king. So...
0: Kings and democracies don't work very well, do they? Right. So that's what the British
1: found out. Exactly. There was a 32-year-old old maid in the community, Betsy McNutt. And apparently she wasn't really much to look at, but she was a really good cook. And she really had, she really took good care of the, the home. And she said that there was only one man that she would ever even consider marrying. And that was James Strang, which kind of put him in the hot seat because he had announced that polygamy was okay. Well, so, so far. So that was public. He went publicly. And
0: so this is before the official announcement. I think it was 1853 where Orson Pratt announced it for the mm-hmm. LDS Church. So so Strang beat him to the punch.
1: Yes, he did. You bet he publicly announced that polygamy would be practiced on Beaver Island. And now he has an old maid woman who says that the only man should ever marry was uh, the prophet himself. And in the law of the Lord, it says that the the woman should have the choice in choosing a righteous man as a husband. So, he took plural wife number two. So, Elvira was... uh, in charge of his uh, letters. She was his secretary and his soulmate. And Betsy took care of the house and the babies. And then later on he met two young women that were 18 and 19 years old that he also took as as wives. And all four of those women were pregnant at the time that James Strang was murdered. The first wife left the island
0: Oh, she was tired of this.
1: Yeah, she... Did
0: she leave it with Elvira, or...
1: She left after Elvira's baby was born.
0: Okay.
1: She was basically kicked off the island. By James? Yes. Okay. And it was a very big mystery that I solved. Oh. Nobody knew why Mary had left the island, because she had been set up as a on a part of a committee for ruling the island, and she apparently was uh, okay with him having another wife. And I happened to find some galley proofs in the archives for a book. It was uh, about the, the history of uh, Charlevoix County. And inside these galleys, you know, it was going to be printed. It was actually printed in the newspapers as a serial uh, I can't remember what years, but in next to the galley, next to the galleys, somebody had written that Mary tried to kill Elvira's baby. Oh no! And it was the person who was writing that message that was the baby, as grown up. It was Elvira's son, Charles, <laughs> who had seen that galley. And it said that Mary uh, was a wonderful woman, and, and she stayed on the island. And he wrote to the side, this is wrong. This is, this is not true. Mary left the island after she tried to kill Elvira's baby.
0: Which was himself.
1: Which was him. Wow.
0: How would he know that?
1: His mother told him so. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. So there's, you've got a lot of, so many twists and turns, and <laughs> it's Begins. really an interesting story.
0: Yeah. You know, it brings up the the, uh, the book, um, I know we asked, I think we asked you, I think I asked you at John Whitmer, but it wasn't on video, <laughs> and like Kyle, um, i well, it seemed like there was a third person there, um, what did you think of King of Confidence? Um, mm-hmm. what are your thoughts?
1: I think that it's a very good book and he's been able to come across with some more information as far as I'm concerned the more information we can all compile together the better off we are however I think that it was a little disrespectful towards the Strangites Uh, he really portrayed James Strang as a con man and to me James Ring was a con man at the beginning, but then he started beginning to believe his own lies, and the people obviously believed in him, but uh, the people weren't stupid, and they weren't foolish. They just simply believed in this man, and and he he fooled them, and and. Uh,
0: and fooled himself. Hmm. Could, could we call him a pious fraud? I know that's the term people like to give to Joseph Smith. Would that apply to James Strang? Yeah. You think so?
1: Mm-hmm. I think that's what happened with Joseph Smith, that he started telling so his, his own strut. lies, yeah. his own stories.
0: Hmm. What else happened? I so we're how, how many wives are we into now? So the first one. The first left. one left.
1: She got kicked off for trying so. to. To kill a baby.
0: Elvira slash Charlie Douglas (laughs) Mm -hmm. had a son, Charles. Yes, his name
1: is Charles Douglas.
0: (laughs) Really? I was wondering Mm -hmm. about that. So, um, And then the third one's name was?
1: Betsy McNutt. Elizabeth McNutt. That's right. And then there was Sarah Wright. Her father was uh, one of the apostles. Oh, really? And then there was Phoebe Wright, who was cousins, who was a cousin to Sarah, and her Father was the bishop of the church. So they grew up in the church in Boree and belonged to the communal order that was there. And I think that as children, they were taught that everything belongs to the prophet, and they were expected to become wives of the prophet. They never doubted.
0: Was there a limit in the Book of Law the Lord how many wives a Person could have?
1: Yes, a man could only have as many as he could adequately uh, support. He had to have the means ahead of time to be able to support an additional one.
0: Oh, I was thinking it was four for some reason. So it's not an exact number, it's just. No. It's so, in so Solomon was okay with his 700 wives and 300 Right, as long cause. as he could
1: support them. <laughs>
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. All right, so he ends up with four wives. Um, Do we know when the last, was the third, or or excuse me, were the fourth and the fifth um, like at the same time?
1: No, they were a few weeks apart. I think maybe three months, three or four months apart. Three or four months apart. Mm -hmm.
0: Do we know, do you know approximately what year that was?
1: Yes, uh, one was in, I believe they were both in 1855. Okay. One was again in July of 1855, and then I think one was in October of 1855.
0: And then I learned from Kyle that there is a probable concubine after this as well. Hmm? So the, the Book of the Law of the Lord regulates concubines too? Mm-hmm. What's the difference between a concubine and a plural wife, according to the... I don't know. You don't know. That's a the theology concubine, question. Yeah, there you go. That's theology. <laughs> uh, the,
1: the, Concubines are women that uh, the prophet would have children with, but not they would not be acknowledged as wives, for some reason. I don't know why. And there were at least two that are suspected as being concubines. Two? Yes.
0: Oh, because Kyle told us Eugene, Eunice Kenny. Mm-hmm. Who, do you know the other one?
1: Her last name was Townsend. Okay. Mrs. Townsend. She was married. Okay. And so was Eunice Kinney. She was married, too. So maybe that's why they would be concubines.
0: Oh, so with the other four, they were all never married before? Correct. Oh, that's interesting.
1: So maybe that's what the difference is.
0: Oh, okay. And so there was some sort of a ceiling. And as far as we know, this would be similar to an LDS ceiling, a plural marriage ceiling. Do you know?
1: I don't know. Um, I th- Strang never approached his women in person to ask for their hand in marriage. He always sent a delegate, one of his apostles or so forth. And then they were married in private ceremonies with just a few, uh, a few people in attendance. They, were, they would be married by one of the apostles.
0: Okay, and you have no idea how similar their ceremonies were to LES. No. Okay.
1: It's not recorded.
0: It's not recorded, because he's only got about a year of his life left, right? Right. So most of, the, most of everything he did done by 1855. Um, is there anything in that last year, and if not, let's talk about his Oh, death. you mean
1: about, you mean like being a, a state representative?
0: Oh, yes, was that in his last year of his life?
1: That was 1852. And then he was re-elected again in eighteen fifty-four.
0: Oh, okay. And that was the Michigan House of Representatives. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. And sorry to remember, somebody was like, he was a king and a senator.
1: A king and a senator <laughs> at the same time. He was very responsible, and he's very futuristic, planning for the future. He planned for roads across Michigan. He was very much into women's rights. He believed, as I said, that women had the right to choose their husband, even in polygamy. Uh, he was, um, yeah, and Charlie Douglas was very much for the rights of women. <laughs> I wonder and, why. And for union workers. is <laughs> very much, uh, very progressive in his thoughts. And he had a lot of very good ideas for Michigan. He even thought about a bridge that should go from lower from Lower Michigan to Upper Michigan, and of course they had to wait a long time to get that bridge, but it's there now.
0: Oh, it is there. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't connect Beaver Island.
1: No. <laughs> Beaver Island is a wonderful place. It's a very, very unique place. It's not at all like Mackinac Island where you have fudge shops and lots and lots of gift shops and klitsy things and. Hotels and lots of tourists, Beaver Island is very laid back and easy, and, but it's not old-fashioned. It's just laid back and easy.
0: We'll, we'll try really hard to mm-hmm. uh, see if we can get a trip out there. And When me and Vicki figure it out, we'll, we'll, I'll put it on Facebook or something. Okay. So I, I want to go so bad.
1: Well, we used to have a group that would meet on Beaver Island every year. Oh, really? It was called the the Society of uh, Strang Scholars, something like that.
0: Oh, S huh? Mm-hmm. Okay.
1: The Strang Strength Society. But uh, it kind of fell apart because uh, they were the primary organizers had passed away. Oh. And so it, kind of, it just Nobody fell apart. we picked it up. Mm-hmm. True. But we tried for a while.
0: Because they do have tours on Beaver Island, don't they? Yes, they do. Okay.
1: And but, if you want to have a Beaver Island tour, ahead, to go ahead and there. then I'll give you a tour of Beaver <laughs> Island and it will be completely different.
0: Yeah, I can't wait because you're going to have the map ready and it'll be. It'll be I will great. have the map
1: ready. Now, there's one thing that I cannot figure out. Okay. I cannot figure out where they took, where the, where the, the dead people went. Because there's, there's no, no Strangite cemeteries on Beaver Island.
0: Burial at sea?
1: We wouldn't have been buried all at sea. It's uh unless maybe the people just buried their their people on their on their own land instead of in a cemetery. But there's no cemeteries from the Strangites. And we know that there were probably at least half a dozen people who died on Beaver Island.
0: Okay. I hope you enjoyed a conversation with historian and author Vicky Speak. In our next conversation, we're gonna talk about how James Strang broke Vicky's testimony.
1: If I believe in Joseph Smith, then I have to believe in James Strang. And then I found out that James Strang had taken an auger and drilled into the side of the hill, into all that clay, took him like three or four weeks before that they were found or anything, he drilled into the side of the hill, he took the clay box, and he inserted it underneath the tree.
0: If you like what we're doing here on Gospel Tangents, please become a paid subscriber at gospeltangents.com or patreon.com gospeltangents. We've got full transcripts on our website at gospeltangents.com. And if you'd like to check out some of our other conversations, click over here. Thanks.